All right. So, memory tracks. We're back. This is like uh, episode number 49. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, I'm really kind of nervous, to be honest, because the last episode I did was like 14 months ago. <laughs> and I went through a phase where I was doing like three episodes, four episodes a month. Oh, and it was like a, a home stretch of like productivity and feeling really good and creative and like scratching that side of, of my life. And then things just slowed down. And then one thing... Yeah. You make excuses, and I was gone. Now I'm back, I think, hopefully. So you're my first one in a it's very a long chapter. time. Yeah. Sometimes you need a break. I Yes, that's true. Um, so we'll see what this new... I, I, it's not like a season, because I don't really do that. But um, but yeah, I'm happy Start to with you. Season two right here. Season two, yeah, <laughs> the kickoff. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for the guest today. Um, I've got Allie Holder here. Say hello, introduce Hi. yourself. Hi. Uh, so Allie, um, let's see, I think I saw you perform like two or three years ago. Um, and it was at, gosh, what was the name of the video? Stay Gold. Mm. It's the Wilco Tribute Night. Oh my gosh. you played a couple of songs. Yes. That was so fun. It was so much fun. Like who knew that that many people would show up, uh, It was so crowded. Yeah, it was great. That was such a fun time in my life. That was like the year I was single between my partner of four years uh-huh. and my husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a year full of <laughs> full of heartache. Yes, lots of lots of things that can occur in between those windows, I'm yes. sure. Uh but what definitely happened was you were phenomenal. And, Thank you. Uh, I was like, wow, you have an incredible voice and I've Thank heard your you. name and uh and listen to music and then uh, realized like some mutual overlap of um, my friend Callie is good oh, friends you know with you, Callie? and so yeah, so she was at that show, and she mm-hmm. was like, "Oh yeah, you need to listen to Allie's music. She's, She's one so of good." My best She's awesome. Um, I met her through various UT friends. Yeah. So we can know each How other. do you know Frank? Uh, so Frank, uh, who actually kind of is the instigator of this, yes. um, he I met Frank through his wife Vicky mm-hmm. um, back in like when I I moved to Austin about fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. and um, like gravitated towards South by Southwest from like the very beginning and started volunteering so I could oh, get cool. you know free shows and Vicky was on the holding pool crew oh. that I joined which was basically like a team of slackers we had no actual job <laughs> we were there to like uh when people would not show up for their shifts they would like call us to send backup basically That's cool. uh and yeah I met Vicky and she was super in the know with cool music yeah, to go so see cool. and uh and I think we ended up going to some South by party and she's like, Oh, it's my husband, Frank. It's like, Oh, cool. And then like over the years, um, Frank has, uh, works in, um, tech in Austin and whatnot. And so we've never worked together, but have like some parallel paths and oh, cool. like different things. Are you in tech as well? I am. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, we, we connected through that and I guess like he's, he's listened to a few episodes of the show and had always been like, yeah, you know, you need to keep doing it. Yeah. He spoke highly um, of it. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you just get, like, shy about your own stuff. Um, but uh, and since I hadn't done it in so long, I just hadn't really thought about yeah. people still cared. And he had reached out and was like, hey, you know. Um, he actually approached me first because you have um, some new music that you've been working on. Mm-hmm. And as a way to um, get that out there, uh, you've been doing, from what I understand, is a kind of series of house shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, I love the idea of like introducing people to the music in such a cool, mm. like, intimate fashion and something different um, than just going to 
venue. It's nice uh, to play for people in an intimate venue. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sure it's maybe a little more comfortable for the artist, too. <laughs> well, it's maybe even less comfortable because think people so? are actually yeah. listening and you're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, so he had uh, reached out and said that he's um, hosting one of these parties with you and asked if um, if I could come hang out and, I guess, ask you some questions about it when uh, yeah. through, through the performance. And so... Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm, Thanks, Frank. Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's such a cool, cool concept. I'm super honored to be asked to do it. But in order to make sure that... Uh, that I, I don't mess that up. Um, <laughs> I thought it'd be cool to have you on the podcast so that you. You know, I can get to know a little bit more about kind of your yeah. musical background and, and whatnot. So super happy to have you on. Happy to be here. Um, and you sent over a group of songs. I did. Um, these won't be Allie's songs, although everybody should definitely listen to your stuff. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll pepper in some stuff through that um, throughout as we talk about that. But today we're going to talk about um, the three songs that bring up memories for you yeah. um, throughout your life and uh, musical upbringing and, and all that. I always like having artists on, too. Um, usually it's like friends and coworkers and whatnot. Yeah. And so it's cool to hear different people's perspectives. And, yeah. um, but ultimately, like, we all love music yeah. and experience it in similar and different ways. Yeah. So, um, so with that, should we kick off into sure. the first song? Sure. Cool. All right. So this first one is by the great Willie Nelson, and it is called Faded Love. Here we go. Thank you. 
And it was in springtime that we said goodbye. I remember our faded love. I miss you, darling, more and more every day. As heaven would miss the stars above. With every heartbeat I still think of you and remember our faded love and remember our faded love was Faded Love by Willie Nelson. I think it's like 1980-ish from, let's see, did I take the note on the album? I can't remember the album. Do you remember the album? Um, I don't. I don't. Um, but it's a duet with Ray Price. It is. Uh, who, when I first, this is my like lack of outlaw country and country in general. When I first saw Ray Price, I was like, oh, is that the guy that does the voiceover in Thriller? What? Obviously, that's Vincent Price, not Ray <laughs> Price. And I thought maybe there'd be a relation. There's definitely no relation. It's okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a fair mistake. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a it's a great song. I love the fiddle. It's yeah, like me Iconic, too. I feel like. Um, not originally a Willie song. It's think, not. Yeah, it was written by, uh, what's his name? Ray Price. Bob Willis. Oh, Bob Wills. Yeah, and he wrote it with his dad and his brother. Cool. Uh, which is interesting because it's kind of like a sad love song. It is. Um, to be like, you'd think like a father-son co-writing yeah. thing, but I guess all three of their hearts were broken at the same time. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I think happens. it's heartbreaking to be <laughs> in country music. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Um, so tell me about your ties back to the song. Well, I definitely was raised off outlaw country, and my grandparents like followed Willie, and um, they died within a week apart of each other. Oh, wow. They were like living in the same nursing home by the end, and like my my grandfather was like out of his mind, couldn't talk, yeah, like in a cage, like it was crazy. Yeah, my grandmother died, and like even though he wasn't even there, he like stopped, like he stopped receiving dialysis. Um, so like he died like four or five days later, wow. and we had their funerals like back to back, and Faded Love was like played at both of them because mm. they used to go dance all the time, and they love Willie, and so that's I was like. I, like a dummy, didn't read the prompt when I first got yeah. it. And then I read it last night really quickly. And I was like, shit. <laughs> <Wait, so laughs> I'd love to curse on this. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, of course. cool. Um, yeah, I've confessed to many things on this podcast. That okay, great. I actually haven't never told my parents I do this because I don't want to worry about their <laughs> judgment. Do you know, <laughs> I've, like, I've asked for a few podcasts not to be put on because of that. And then <laughs> really? people gave me a lot of shit about it. So I was like, fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... Since you are an artist in that sense, then I'm sure you yeah. always have to kind of figure out what your filter's going to be. Yeah, I just and, don't have one anymore. Yeah. I guess you give up on it, right? The first time That's I sang the word goddamn in front of my dad, <laughs> I was like, officially an adult. Yeah, he's like, oh, am I cast off or not? Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, this was at their funeral, so it's always it's a sweet memory. 
when they so you said that they passed within a week of each other, but they weren't actually in the same place. They were. Time. They were living in the same room and like okay. a nursing home. Yeah. But your grandmother was she mentally there as well? She had no? dementia, so she, she wasn't dementia. quite there. But she would have pops of being like yeah, you know, coherent. And but my grandfather had, had several strokes, and he was yeah. on dialysis, and yeah, yeah. So he was kind of not functioning. Yeah. You know, when um, one of the things behind, like, connecting the Memory Tracks podcast is uh, my, my grandmother passed from dementia mm-hmm. as well. And uh, they always say, like, for a memory standpoint, like, olfactory sense is number one. Like, huh. smells apparently brings back memories. And they do a lot of tests with dementia patients and things yeah. like that. And supposedly, like, that does help jog memories. But then number two is music. Yeah, that's so um, cool. Which is always the one that I, like, super connect to. And, yeah. Um, it's funny, like, I'm sure, you know, when you hear the song, it takes you right back to yeah, for spending sure. time with them. Yeah, and it's fun because, like, my husband and I love to go two-stepping and waltzing and stuff. So that song was definitely at our wedding and yeah. it was fun. Was it the the wedding song? No. 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 What was the wedding song? Um, I, like, walked down the aisle to my friend Jazz singing Harvest Moon. No way. Um, no. So that was Neil cool. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, like, I was like, we had been married already a year, but yeah. we just had to do it at the courthouse. And right, right. I was like, I'm fine. And she started singing, and I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> that's, pretty, yeah. that's pretty adorable. I love that. Um, very cool. Has Willie, like, been something that, because he's, I mean, he's he has, like, 65 albums. Oh, yeah. Albums he's, and, like, in, like, elementary school, I was like, Willie's my boyfriend. <laughs> I really loved him. Yeah, so a, definitely like an influential. I don't know where my keys are, but I have like a like a 1960s backstage pass. It's like this Texas star, and it's like it's not gold. It's probably like gold plated, and it's yeah. like got Willie Nelson backstage stamped in it. And it was yeah. my grandparents. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you ever? This is kind of like morbid, but do you ever think about like the inevitableness of Willie passing on? All the time, isn't it? Like it's it's really hard because I feel like we've lived through so many passings yeah and then like knowing that you know more than likely we'll be here in texas when it happens oh, and just like i know it'll be a state of emergency oh, for the everyone whole state. right i like, know be it's, like weeks yeah. of mourning it's that's what when i don't i don't remember who it was like it was in 2016 when everyone died and mm-hmm. trump got elected and mm-hmm. i remember bitching about some someone dying because social media was just so ridiculous yeah my husband was like you know you're going to be that way when Willie dies. And I, I was like, ooh, fair enough. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. it's nice when an artist moves somebody that much to where you feel that yeah. sadness despite never actually knowing the it's person. True. Um, I really thought that I would, like, I have so many friends that, like, hang out with Willie or have gotten to smoke with Willie. And yeah. I'm just like, I thought that I'd get a chance yeah, when's before my turn? he died, you know? <laughs> <laughs> when's my turn? Hey, it could still happen. I it's mean, true. He is like, I saw him a couple of years, maybe like two years ago. And yeah. I mean, he still has more energy than oh, yeah. half the shit you see playing around town today. Oh so, my gosh, more <laughs> than me, that's for sure. It's just crazy, like, that he's, I mean, smoking a lot of weed, I guess, is the way yeah. to a long life of energy. He's not drinking, that's what counts. <laughs> is that so? Did he stop drinking a while back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you know when? I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious. He looks good for his age. Yeah. His, and his kids still killing it. Yeah. Yeah. His He's sister. really coming to his own. I know. Yeah. Lucas is it's good stuff. Um, should we go to the next song? Let's do it. All right. So the next one is Wake Up by Arcade Fire. Here we go.
that was Wake Up by Arcade Fire. Um, and so when we, when I sent you the prompt, you can, you had sent the songs over and you had asked, well, can I, can I pick this one? Cause I've kind of already picked this one. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Um, because one, it, it helps me, it lets me give a little bit of a shout out to Elizabeth McQueen who oh, has her own, best. her own show. Um, lots of shows, I think, uh, yeah. on KUT here in Austin. Um, and hers is called this song. Everyone should definitely listen to it. Um, really similar concept to this, uh, but she really focuses on bringing on artists and speaking through kind of the, the song, the, the yeah. song that has the story that ties back towards something in their, um, you know, musical journey in that sense. And so you, you filmed, or you recorded an episode with her. I did. Is that, how recent was that? I don't know. Uh, like a year, year or two ago. Okay. Okay. So about a year or two ago. Um, and you picked the song for that as well. So I, I definitely listened to it to make sure that I, I have a little bit of a precursor to oh, it. Oh, good. But, um, good. But yeah, I, I love this song. I really was afraid good. to listen back to that interview because I almost cried like every two seconds. And oh. so I was like, I can't listen back to that. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth was so funny. She was like, this is not what I expected you to pick. Oh. <laughs> I don't really listen to Arcade Fire. I just listened. I just love that one song. Yeah. And I was living... After college, I moved back home to do interferon for hepatitis C, mm-hmm. and my sweet parents luckily like rented me like a two hundred dollar back house while I was there because yeah. I'm sure they didn't want me there <laughs> in their <laughs> in their shit all the time. But right. I would just like, I mean, I was so sick, and so like all I could really do was just like I would paint and I would just like listen to music, and um, that was a big song yeah. for me. Just like being able to like run around and scream it and sing it and I think I brought up in the in the podcast with Elizabeth too like I think as a kid I mean my parents are wonderful people but I don't think I was ever raised to like show my emotions Mm -hmm. and so I was always like really fearful of showing them and so I loved like when he says someone told me not to cry I'm like oh that's what we yeah I I mean I'm a teacher and I still tell kids that I'm like what am I doing yeah, I feel like we've probably all heard that line yeah. from various parents, mentors, yeah. siblings, yeah. <laughs> ourselves. Yeah, it's just <laughs> such a good song. It's just like all the all the energy we have in us as kids that we don't know where to put it. Yeah. I like I felt like in the when I did the interferon, it kind of it like, you know, messes with your wiring almost. Yeah. And um I feel like it kind of reverted me back to a, a younger version of myself and which is great because that younger version was much cooler than yeah. What I had been recently. How long, time. how long was that, um, the treatment for you? Um, it was like, uh, between six and nine months. Wow. I can't remember when it actually stopped, but yeah. So was it like, uh, like y- your life had to be put on pause essentially? Yeah. I mean like, yeah. I'm just so lucky that I was like 23 and my parents let me move back home and like, I didn't have to work, you know, it's like right. when my mom went through it cause I got it through her, mm-hmm. um, in birth and she got it through like a blood donor, Oh, wow. When she had a surgery. And back then, like, they just said paid donor because they didn't check for anything until, like, 92. I know. Um, But when she went through it, like, I mean, she still had to work. And so I was was very lucky and very thankful. Do you think that, um, like, did you find that that was a time where you grew closer to your mom through that? Uh, I definitely grew closer to my parents. I just felt like in college, I mean, as we all do, I just kind of like lost who I was. It's probably from drinking an excessive amount all the time. But yeah, yeah, so it was good to be back home. And I was there for like maybe 10 months. And 
it was nice. It's a lot to process for 23 years old. It was. And then, of course, I immediately moved to Austin afterwards and lived with Callie. um, Oh, y'all are roommates. Yeah, we are roommates. Um, That's funny. Yeah. So, It was a a process for sure. Now, you said you didn't really listen to Arcade Fire Mm -hmm. uh, much. You wouldn't consider yourself a a huge fan. Yeah. Um, How did you actually, like, come to find the song? Uh, that movie from uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. It was like in the trailer, I think. Yeah. yeah, Like, I. Prom feature. I'm like, real. Like, if there's like a. I know that soundtracks are like the worst, but. No. I love them. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. I. Well, okay. That's just. So there's like a side question. What's your favorite soundtrack? I don't know. There's so many. I know. I'd have to. I like that it's still like. The sound. The soundtrack still lives on. It does. And it's even stronger, maybe even, because you also oh. now have, like, shows that now have, it's like, like, the music scoring. supervisors. Like, yeah. T-Bone Burnett doing season two of True Detective. Yeah, isn't that crazy? The second season was terrible, but the soundtrack, holy shit, Blair right. Lynn and right. Leonard Cullen, was so good. So, as an artist, like, is that something that, um, you know, do you, do you think about, like, writing music to film or anything like that? I wish. Um, I must, like, I'm first and foremost a songwriter. Like, yeah. I can sing my songs and I can figure out harmonies to other people's songs and I can play guitar on my songs and yeah. simple rhythm on other people's, but I'm not, like, a... I was never trained yeah. musically, so I don't... I wish that would be awesome, but yeah. I think I would need some more proper training. I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's... There's a lot of ways you can go at it. Training yeah. isn't necessarily required to yeah. get something different. True. Well, it. and like, you know, with pedals and effects, that really helps when you're scoring stuff. True. Very true. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy how much yeah. you can go through with that. I we were, it. yeah, we were uh, we were talking earlier about some of your new stuff and mentioning yes. some of the secrets behind the recording there. Mm. And yeah, it's fun to uh, imagine like, how much freedom people have creatively oh, yeah. in the studio with what they can do with all it's of the true. different like instrumentation and yeah so cool on like my Greg White is my bass player and he's like one of those mad genius types mm-hmm. and he's like good at a lot of things and he was just like all of that was on a keyboard just with like analog yeah. horns <laughs> or not or digital horns like piped through and yeah there was he like some he found these old I can't remember what they're called but I'm, I know a little amount about musical instruments, but um, was it ACDC or some old band had these like tapes like uh, of like sounds basically mm-hmm. that like when you had to put the actual tape of the sound in like a keyboard and when you press the button, that sound yeah. would come up. Um, and so that someone had found all of those. <laughs> it's probably not ACDC. Um, but anyway, so we use like some of that on the album That's too, cool, which yeah. sounds so weird. Yeah. It's cool. Had you ever done anything like that recording before? Or? Recording? Yeah. Well, oh, like, no, nothing like, like that. that. No. That's cool. Yeah. It was fun. Stretching some. Yeah. Yeah. Always growing. Yeah. That's cool. Um, well, speaking of soundtracks, this last one yes. comes from a soundtrack. Um, not one I was familiar with. We'll really? No, yeah. I'm, Love I'm, it. I'm curious to hear more. Um, but we'll start with the song. So it's called Crystal, and it's by the legendary Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Feeling 
All right, so that was Crystal by Stevie Nicks. And yeah, I, was, I wasn't familiar with the song. <laughs> I Googled it before to try and find it. Uh, and there's actually two versions. Uh, there's like this first version, I think that she had recorded this with Lindsay Buckingham in oh, like 1973. Dang. should go listen to the version. I will. This is much better. Yeah. And I think such like a, a perfect uh, testament to, you know, once she spread her wings outside of yeah. Fleetwood Mac, how much um, she's really capable of. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she was beyond capable in Fleetwood, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I love, I love her solo stuff. And I recently got on like a Stevie Nicks kick because... Um, for earlier this year, I did a, a DJ set where I played like all Prince songs cool. for Prince's uh, birthday. Uh, I'm a huge Prince fan, uh, and uh, I was I wanted to like intersperse a couple of tracks that yeah. he had written. Um, and "Stand Back" is um, a Prince song that he wrote for Stevie Nicks. Oh, really? And it's like so good. Oh, it's man. just it's such so a good cool. like '80s jammer. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then I was like, oh yeah, I need to listen to more. Stevie, so I was excited when you picked a, a Stevie yeah. song, um, but I wasn't familiar with it. And then I was like, "Well, where where can I actually find it? What is it? What album was it on?" Turns out it was on a soundtrack. It was. It was on the movie Practical Magic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me more. It's like, it's about two witches that are sisters. It's like uh, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Awesome. It's so. I mean, it's like quintessential like that was like what I wore in like the early nineties, like yes. the long skirts and the black tank top and yes. like the choker necklace and like long hair. And I don't know. I've like always been obsessed with like the occult. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was such a good movie. You should watch it. Um, so is it like, so Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, that's a good match. Yeah. And they're very, they're young and like they, um, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for is you, it, but is it campy or, um, not really. Because Wikipedia mean, describes it as a rom-com fantasy film. It can get, it's pretty dark. It yeah. is fantasy because okay. it's about witches. Witches, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's funny too. So on a scale of like Hocus Pocus to Blair Witch Project, where does oh, it sit? Oh, it's like a <laughs> four. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I loved it. And I just it like it made me, that just like whole soundtrack <laughs> for some reason just reminds me of my whole childhood I grew up as an only child and so mm-hmm. like I would just like I'd either watch a movie or I'd like roam the neighborhood yeah like with my Walkman or yeah. <laughs> usually and just like I mean just roam and roam now like I don't think kids can do that but yeah or yeah. if they can they got to live in a really nice neighborhood right um but yeah I don't know like I I don't even really know what to say about it except that it just brings up something in me of like when I was like like young and free and like just unencumbered by self-doubt or I don't know. And like I was saying earlier, I think, I don't know if we were off mic or not, but um, I feel like the person I was up until like 18 was that person. And then I was in college until I was like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And I just like felt like I lost myself. Yeah. And like now, like um, I'm like still obsessed with like witches and I read tarot cards and like, and very into the moon and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that was like my whole life though, growing up. So it's fun to like feed into that part of myself. Yeah. It's like that connection to the past. Yeah. Still means something. Yeah. And now it's like really hip to be a witch and like yeah. do all this stuff, which is annoying, but that's okay. Wait. So what are your thoughts on Halloween? 
I love Halloween. Okay, you do love Okay, good. I'm going to see Hocus Pocus, actually. Are you really? At the drive-in on Halloween. Oh, no way. Like the, the one the outside of Austin, Starlight? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. It's so good. It's such a good movie. Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker just kills it. I know. And I guess, like, you know, my husband being from Australia, like, mm-hmm. there's just some things here that, like, I do. Like, I watch Home for the Holidays on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I watch Hocus Pocus on yes. Halloween. I watch, like... You know, love actually in the holiday. Of course, and, terrible movie. Oh, but just, of course you got to watch it oh, every year. Yeah, and he was like, "Y'all are crazy. Like, we're gonna watch these again <laughs> this year." And I'm like, right. "Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah." It's always the thing that's always funny about when you introduce somebody to like these affinities you've had as a child, yeah. and then you, out of context, they're like, "Wow, there's a lot of really problematic things oh. going on here." We watched Scream last night, so we got like a giant projector. Oh, cool! Yeah, and we just put it. In our bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and we watched Scream the other night, and we were like, oh, my God. Like, this is so many wrong things. Or, like, the Gilmore Girls, which I love. Right. There's some on-PC shit uh-huh. going on. Yeah. It's just the, progress every day, I think. The 90s and were a time yes, to be alive. Were. You can still find some appreciation in there. Yeah. I always feel that, like, John, like, I grew up on, like, John Landis movies. And, I mean. Give me an example of a John Landis movie. Oh, like, Blues Brothers is one of my oh, favorite yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. So but, good. You know, it's... Um, there's there's Blues Brothers is yeah. you know, relatively fine, yeah. But you know, he it's the trope of you know male, um, yeah. Just yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Um, but such classic movies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. The I was looking at the soundtrack though, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, this movie they blew their budget on this. They soundtrack. got Harry Nilsson in there. Yeah, Harry so Nilsson. You got Nick Drake, Faith Hill, Marvin Gaye, Joni Mitchell, and oh. Elvis. And Stevie Nicks. So good. That's wild. It is wild. My, uh, we have a Sunday morning playlist and like one of the songs on it is that Marvin Gaye song. Cause it's just so good. And you're like, oh yeah. It reminds you of the movie. Yeah. Of course, every time. Yeah. And it just like me and my very white husband were just like dancing (laughs) like very white people in our kitchen. Um, I did, um, at Folk Alliance year two. I don't remember when it was. There was a. There's like a hoot night every year at this music thing I go to, and one year the, the, Harry Nielsen was it, and I, gosh, I had no idea how hard his songs were. Yeah. I mean, like, mind-blowingly hard. Yeah. Like because of just, just the, his chord the structures and yeah. like, just everything like that he does with the guitars and his vocals are just crazy. Like I had to have a friend of mine like teach me the guitar part, which I don't. Yeah normally on Beatles songs those are tricky yeah but yeah, like really I, I, Harry Nilsson makes it seem so yeah. easy like you should not. just be able to hear it and yeah. play it yeah. yeah but not the case not the case what is what's the Harry Nilsson like song or record that's like a gateway because I've like I've never really listened much to you, you know, know honestly like I just listen to Harry Nilsson radio on Spotify yeah I just put it on. And it's just a whole vibe. I'm a really bad music listener. Like, I just listen to podcasts now. Yeah. Um, I don't ever remember albums. Yeah. I just, like, listen to stuff, and I'll listen to it until it's, like, ingrained. Yeah. And then I'll listen to something else. And recently, when I was just out of this writing thing in West Texas, our only job was to just, like, write songs. Yeah. And it inspired me so much to be around other songwriters, Mm because I was like, oh, yeah, like... I used to listen to music all the time. <laughs> so do you find then that you're more or less productive when you're um, when you're writing something to be deep into other people's music or just kind of isolate yourself in that? Um, I have to be pretty isolated and yeah. in a space to write music. I yeah. can't, like, my husband can just, like, 
play for 30 minutes and write a song. And I'm like, yeah. I need you to be gone. Right. I need the cats gone. I need right. my phone gone. <laughs> it's funny how everybody has like different versions yeah. of that, right? It's Twice a year I do, I do a writer's retreat in West Texas and I do a women's one out on Lake LBJ. And those are like my times that I get a lot of Very my songs. Cool. Yeah. How long does that take? Like um, the long? retreats? Yeah. Yeah, they're both like a week long. Yeah, that's cool. Is that how your your uh, upcoming record came to be? It's a lot of that. From there was a lot of. There's probably at least five of them on there. Yeah. Four or five. Yeah. So before we close, I definitely yes. want to make sure that people know. Yes. About the new record. So tell me a little bit about what it's called <coughs> when it's coming out. It's called Uncomfortable Truths, mm-hmm. and it's all about my uncomfortable truths. I think there's stuff like about mental illness and chronic pain and how challenging marriage can be, mm-hmm. and um. I wish I had my sheet in front of me. I'm not. I'm used to giving my spiel, but um, it's the end of the day, and I've yeah, taught all day. It's been a long day. <laughs> I'm much better at bullshitting usually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want other people. Like I know how much it means to me when I hear a song, or even just read a book or a poem or something, and someone's like, like reading like Virginia Woolf's like on yeah. being ill. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, there was someone else my age who like whose life was just stunted by health issues too. And she was still a creative person. And um, so I just want other people to be able to listen to it and be like, oh, I have that thing too. Like, it's okay. Or I feel less alone about it. Yeah, the connection to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm really excited for it to come out. Super excited for seeing you play some of the songs. Thank you for having me on this. This was fun. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. It's been great, and it's nice to get back in the game with the podcast. Yeah, season two. Hopefully, yeah, this has (laughs) kicked off some some inspiration on on my end as well. I just need to go to the podcast retreat. uh, (laughs) Yeah, it'll be on iTunes and SoundCloud, TuneIn. And it's called? uh, Memory Tracks. Memory Tracks. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Cool. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for the episode. Thanks for coming on, Thanks for having me.